Welcome all, welcome all to the the rookie after show. Rookie, 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 rookie. With our one of our head hosts being our rookies being let's see, Nolan. We got Wes. We got Chen. Dun dun dun. dun. And we got the TOs, Tim and Nyla. I know what's gonna happen with West TO now. That does right now. He don't got one. So let's see. So no one takes an ethics class. This is a very interesting episode of the rookie. Sorry for the outside sounds. I outside. So. Oh no. My boy taking an ethics class so he could become a TO. Because he wants to teach the next generation of rookies. You know? Create good cops. He's going to have to educate himself even more. I think this ethics class will do him real good. He'll be able to check his own privilege. No other racist strife to a certain degree. Know what bad cops are made of. So he knows what not to put in the good ones. Hmm. What else? Okay, so Nolan is in his ex- ethics class and he's and he trying to figure out the ethics or the morals of telling people that he's a cop. Will that endanger his life and his school life? Would jeopardize the point of him taking this ethics class? Would he be constantly attacked? Would he not be welcome? Would he have to leave? Would it endanger himself? Would he be blasted out on whatever, a gram? So many things. So... So that's was basically my my boy trying to figure out what he's supposed to do. So it takes him a while. He asks all the cops around him, which kind of range from maybe to never apple. And then he uh, and then unfortunately one of his classmates figures out that he's a cop and kind of blasts it to the rest of the group. And then the teacher was like, "I already knew he was a cop. I knew because I knew his transcript and everything." Why should I have to tell you? It's his own personal business. And then they thinking that he coming under there looking for being undercover, trying to arrest people, trying to find out ways to bust them or ways to bust people like them. Yeah. And then they got a project. The teacher said to, how about you all write an essay on if he should have told us or if he shouldn't and the moral obligations and ethics behind your answer. So that's what they went and did. And my boy came back on his own time to come discuss it with the teacher, asking her, what do you think? Do you think I should have disclosed his information? And then he said what his people thought. And then she was saying that I can't really give you the answer to this. But I said, I do need some advice. You know, steer me in the right direction. Be like, yes, you should have disclosed it. Be like, in these kind of times, people don't trust cops right now. And it's your obligation to put forth more, even 
more effort individually and as a group to get to earn the people's trust back. But that means you got to go through a little risk, then so be it. That is your obligation as a police officer who's supposed to be protecting us. And the only way you can protect us if you have our trust, but you lost our trust, which is right in our reasons. So you got to earn it back. That was the Nolan storyline. And apparently there was this convention of all undercover cops. And this they was trying to find out all the people that was inside. So people was taking out van numbers and it was um it was all types of little things trying to get inside, trying to find out who these undercover undercover cops is. And boom. I mean Nolan and Nyla caught one right off the bat and I was like, Yeah My blue and gold team. And then Lucy was very interested in undercover work. She wanted to attend Nyla's lecture, and she loved it. Even the little piece that she saw, and Tim just wasn't about it. Because from what he understand, everyone in undercover just comes back a different person. Only some people can actually handle it, and even those who handle it don't handle it well, or they still don't come out right. Whether they have drinking problems, therapy problems, meds, drugs... They love undercover work too much. They lose who they are as a person, as a police officer, as a family member, as whatever color, complexion they are. They lose themselves. That's why Tim didn't want Lucy getting involved. Because he hasn't seen a successful one yet. Because even though Nyla was very successful in the undercover agency, she didn't, it took a while for her to come back. From what I understand. It's like, even when she was in it, she wasn't, she was in it, but it took her a while for when the undercover operation was finished for to come back to herself. She almost lost her daughter over it, so even the best. Um, Chen got into a little bind when she was trying to pick Nyla's brain about, you know, undercover operations, but then Nyla got heads up from one of her other undercover friends who needed her help because she had a tail and she wanted to come to the conference. And then they kind of switch out. And then everybody ended up in this undercover operations and Jen was in there. My girl was super smart in chemistry in school, so she was the chemist. And she did show these boys who was following my girl, I think it was June, all up around the place. I was like, okay, then. Um, during this entire time, she still had her puppy who was trying to, uh, she had a report on women in men's jobs and how much they change it or make it better or make it worse. I don't know which one. And she kind of like blew off first because of the unintentional undercover operation. And then she got three for the price of one at the end when they had them on big girls night and talk about everything. Talking about how... Um, women are less to discharge their weapons. They have less complaints on the job. Some even last longer in the job. They move up through the ranks faster. Child, women run in these police department and they run in it the right way. Most of them anyway. So, and then, you know, asking our questions about, do you think you'll be an undercover agent? Like, do you think they did the best? You know, so on and so forth.
reading it in his book. And then he informed Officer West, and Officer West fixed the problem. Used Petey and his mighty connections, but his very lazy family attachments and himself. <laughs> like, I can't. Whenever he's come on screen, he just dies. He's a lazy guy. No, oh, he's so dead. But he ain't a bad cop. Also, right now, anyway, I ain't seen nothing. I don't remember nothing. And then Wes get a new boo. Apparently, we have Mounties up in this L.A. prefecture. We have Mounties. My boy was looking all nice and sexy up on his horse. I was like, okay, then. We got the popo on the horse. And you know him and Wes is like, mm, kissy, kissy, boo-boo, wink, wink. You know, right? And they were so cute. They, they go on to this hoarder's like house, gone digging up through all his stuff. Um, arrested him. I don't know if he was too old or he had a mental illness or he was just a grumpy old man. He beat up the kid, so he was arrested. Why he went after that, I have no clue. And then the episode after that is like one true crime episode about how a child star went from beloved child star, good actor, poor writer to a cult leader basically and apparently nolan was the one who knew him from small because he was the one that kind of brought his son out of the dark times he had when he was little we all have those shows when we were small whenever we felt awful or we had a terrible day we could just go watch it and we'd be fine after a couple episodes or even our episode i had them like mine was like impossible and proud family and totally spies on my tsunami on my Saturday nights. I'm like, what, what, what was y'all on? And then, you know, we go into the episode about how him and his child co-star did go through hard times. And then they did, like, a script together. And he kind of flamed out for a while. So they tried to write their own, like, ticket. Like, their own parts, plays, productions, but it didn't go well. I mean, it was very interesting, because a lot of you came up to read, but it wasn't a very good play, uh, a good script. And then, after that, we have, we go through a bit of emotions. They do some acting schools, and then they was kind of doing good cop, bad cop, and having everybody worship one while hating the other one, be like, I fear you, but I love you kind of situation. It was like, let me tear down your walls and I could build them back up at the same time. I was like, okay then. And then, after all of that, so we get through, right? We got through. What else? Um, we had all our people there, and this is where we finally find out what happened to Wes and old boy. Because apparently, it's unfortunate, but him and old boy broke up. We never understood why, but apparently he had a past. He's basically Australian, and he got into some. He got into a cult. He he got led astray. Did some robberies. When he finally got out, he paid his dues, changed his name, and he started off his career right. And he got all nice and popular. And he never talked to that cult leader again. Now he says that. He couldn't, I couldn't actually tell if that actually helped or drived him in some way, but it did something. And then, after all of that, um, we find out how this story goes. So, 
he collecting people from all over the world. First, it started like a little descent. He was predicting that something in 2019 that the world was going to end. And then they had one false missile report that come out. So everybody was going to die, apparently, anyway. So we're, these people was about to, the worthy, were about to jump off the storm roof to their deaths. That's how it did look. So... So instead of falling to their deaths, they decided that, well, not so much they decided, but the police saved them. And it turns out that one of his students was actually a psychopath, the, what it was, the Hollywood stalker. And apparently it was always speculations that although he used to just bang people over the head and throw them in the car, he wanted a way to entice them into the car. But because of the, you know, the psychopath syndrome, being the fact that he can show empathy or know any emotions, he needs to know how to fake it, read it, and replace it. That's why he went to the acting class. And it seems like the occult leader knew he was a Hollywood stalker, murderer, and still helped him anyway. And he was even the one that convinced him to cut out his partner from the deal. Now, that wasn't smart on my part. I was like, if that's how you can do that, why not just make it a two-for-two situation? Hey, don't take me seriously, but this, like, in the plot of the story, the cult, the cult leader could do better. They could have been like, you cut him out, think, and let them, and let him think that he getting all the glory. But then you go to the accomplice and be like, now that he in jail, you could take over the limelight, you could add your own pizzazz on it, you could continue his work and make the police possibly look like fools for thinking they have the wrong person. Or at least the fact that accomplice is out there, you're going to have to probably move states and stuff, or change up your ammo, or you could do the exact same thing. Like, that's what he should have done. If he had done that, he probably wouldn't get killed by the accomplice at the end for taking his spotlight or convincing his friend to take his spotlight. I mean, that was your own fault. You kind of just left yourself wide open on that one. I could have fixed that. Like I said, if you could have manipulated one, you could have manipulated both. You gotta left yourself open-ended. And, you know... I can I apparently he killed his co-star because his co-star was about to expose him for all the crap he's been doing and cutting her out of the deal because even he was still um, proof of concept shit. He saying all the people were saying that all of this was unrealistic and never could happen. That's why they say his his play was garbage. But he sent uh, Tingham right back saying proof of concept, and I bet you somebody could actually still do this. I bet you that script concept. I'm telling you now. And then this whole Charlie Chaplin situation body, apparently underground market, real body, fake body. I was like, I can't if there's a nobody. Put him back in his grave. Let him have some peace and death. <sighs> Let him go join the rest of the Chaplins or his love or whatever. <sighs> so although he'll be remembered for his good things, he will most certainly be remembered for his bad things. And he still did some good in his early years before he turned that shit crazy loner who thought that they deserved more than they had or like the world owed him something. White man syndrome. So what else? I think that's it. I like how Chen was super nervous over this entire thing. My girl was spacing out. She was like, oh, this is so cute. I was like, okay then. 
I was like, okay then. And she was Instagramming and stalking and she was all up on this TV. She was like, she always wanted to do this. I was like, okay. I mean, like, a lot of people want to do this, so I can't really knock you for it. Alright, um, and the crazy momager, as per usual, took the blame for his son, but the son kind of died on, uh, on live television, basically. Instagram Live. Ain't it grand? Although live can help you, it can strip you and kill you, too. Come on! Alright, I think that's it. Tim was not about this, and I have to mention the fact that about the woman scorn, that's one of those things that only women should be able to say, like how black people can only say certain words, and how Chinese and Asian people can only say certain words, and how Mexican and Spanish and Latinx people can only say certain words. That's one too. You're like, yeah, minimize a woman's scorn, why don't you? Mind you, in every scenario, it's most likely the man's fault. You shouldn't have done shit in the first place. Maybe you wouldn't have been scorned. Anyway. Thanks for listening to my Rookie After Show. Follow me at the Queen of Regal on Twitter and Tanisha Fujibayashi on Instagram and Facebook. So that we might have a break from the Rookie. See y'all in a while. Bye. Be safe during Corona and go get your shots. Hey, y'all tell me, y'all think Wes was a little judgmental with my boy when he found out about truth? I know the fact that he not so much lied, but omitted the truth and didn't tell him, but he went through an ordeal. He got caught up. He got scammed. He went through trauma. He served his time and he came back from it. It wasn't like some awful happened. I mean, he did some robberies, but from what I understand, he didn't hurt anyone or get like some big rep or be up in jail for years. He went through something terrible and then he reinvented himself and he came back stronger than ever and better than ever. The fact that he was able to pass over his psychotic teacher and has a stable career. I was trying to figure out if Wes is a little too judgmental or short. I mean, I understand the whole thing with police not being with criminals, but should you just caught him off like that? What y'all think? I don't think so. I wasn't on Wes's side with that one. I didn't like it. I kind of understood his story. I mean, he did bad. He got scammed. He got traumatized. Went through hell. Came back around. Served his time. And is on the right track. Did he get over? WandaVision, did he get over? What? We barely had a second season after this. What a sick. That season, oh, that brought me to my core. Especially those two after scenes where we see, oh, my, the little twins coming back. And I was very disappointed in the fact that two, the two visions didn't combine, even though they thought about combining, but decided not to. But I know what could happen with the vision that we have now. He kind of just disappeared after he got his memories. Wanda had this big blowout epic fight with Agnes for a sec. I did love it. The purple and the blue and the red just flashing in and out. Her crown coming in and off her head. Doing her majesty. The boys taking care of these. Um, how you say... I just really call them like the bad FBI agents. Hmm? The ones, the off the books agents. Yeah, that's what they stay off the books agents. A sword. 
taking care of them like it's nobody business. And you see this Haywood being like they want to shoot children. I don't care if they super powered. I don't care if they aliens. I don't care if they rocks. I don't care if there's amphibians or mammals. You don't shoot babies. There are laws against this shit. And it's just general human decency and morals at the very least. Even psych- even most psychopaths know for a fact that if you kill a child, something is very wrong. They may not have sympathy, but they have common flick and sense. They would shoot a gun at a child. We, I mean, we already know that he have a problem with power people, just like how we put that stank in his voice when he was talking about um, Rambo, Mummy, and Captain Marvel. I was good boy, put some respect on my girl names. Come through that TV and knock him up his ass. Be like, what? Shut up. And then we had Vision versus Vision and Wanda versus Agnes and the boys versus the off-book FBI agents. And then we had Rambo versus the extra twin who wasn't actually the twin. It was apparently the next door neighbor who was actually the next door neighbor who she had under her control with a necklace. Rambo taught him a thing or two. Be like, pop boy, over the shoulder, take off necklace, it's all done. Then my girl going to go join the fight. <sighs> I mean, like, and then Agnes trying to torture um, my girl with the fact that she may have the power, but she don't have the control and she don't have the knowledge of what she's actually doing. So she freed everyone from their mind control and they told her exactly what they're feeling. Now, I wasn't sure if that was her controlling them, but it looked like they, that was their legit feelings because at the end, you know, I mean, like, I understand. You was feeling all my girl emotions. You was feeling all her anger, all her resentment, all her sadness. You was keeping up her, um, what you call it, her nightmares every night. You couldn't see some of your families. You couldn't leave. You couldn't tell them, come here. I understand why they was mad. Wanda did as well. And she sacrificed for them. But you could also see it in the fact that if she didn't do it in the first place, the sacrifice wouldn't be needed. So it was kind of a devil's tango, or you know what I mean. I love Wanda. Like I can't. Like this entire episode made me love her even more. I was like, I was, uh, when this episode was going on, I was like, maybe we should make a movie. But I was like, you know what? No, I like my girl on TV. I get more of her on TV than I get with my one movie that I just watch on rerun. No. Keep on TV. Keep my Wanda on TV. And I like, and I was so mad about the goodbye. I thought that she was going to put like one mini shield around each of the boys so they can interact with their reality still inside her reality. And I thought the vision was going to combine. Visions did not combine. We don't know where the vision that they reconstructed is with his new memories. I know if he's going to go find himself, like I want to go and go find herself. But. I know that is. And I like how my scientist cutie but 2D Dr. Lewis gone like, BAM, you don't get no way from me, son. Yeah, I see you in jail. I was like, yes. My girl going in and be like deep reaps of a pussy. So I was like, okay, that is like, okay. I appreciate it. I appreciate honesty. I really do. Appreciate it. And then we have goodbye with the boys and vision it really broke my heart like I'm telling you it broke my heart the tears coming down the eyes I mean like it was a freaking mess 
I mean, you should. I mean, the boys was getting tucked into bed. They saying, Wanda saying, thank you for choosing me to be a mother. And I was like, yes. And then we have Vision doing his last goodbye, saying like, this ain't a goodbye, and I won't see you in the light of day. This is going to be. I'm going to see you later. We're going to say hello again. Like, oh, do we have to do this? Like, can't we just put a little force fields around him or just put a force field around the house? Like, man, I didn't want to do this, man. But then I would have kind of been like, got to do this, but I just didn't want him going. I didn't. But it seems like at the end, it wasn't going to happen. Because as Rambo getting her ticket to go up, up, and away, maybe she's going to the Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe she's going to go see Captain Marvel, we don't know. Until we see the Captain Marvel Part 2. And until we see dun, 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 the next Guardians of the Galaxy, we know exactly where Rambo going. And until another WandaVision come out as well. So, as of right now, we just know Rambo going up and she got powers. So, up there, you thought she was badass before? She even more badass now. My sick. She can mow all them asses down. My girl. Go, Rambo. I hope we see Captain Marvel. And then we have... So... And then we have the next flash in the back. We have Wanda sitting up in her little seclusion. I was like, maybe you could have made your little reality out in the ponies where nobody was. I mean, anybody would disturb y'all. And y'all would have had my husband in the house to do whatever the hell y'all wanted. Y'all probably wouldn't have no interaction with people, but that probably would have been for the best. Because at the very least, at least Agnes wouldn't have found you. And you probably got to live there for years. And while my girl having, like, two doubles of herself, one going inside and outside, relaxing, keeping the house intact, I know this is a real house that she bought, rented, or built herself, or she just illusioned it into reality. Or, and then she reading the Dark World book in the back. I was like, okay, then. She had, when Agnes mentioned the Dark World book, I was like, oh, there's another movie that about to come out. I mean, we had Thor the Dark World, and we had Loki in his book, too. Oh, we never had one in his book. My girl's a Scarlet Witch. My girl got named. She got rights. She is an official character inside this Marvel Universe comics and movies and TV. My girl got the official name. What? Quotes, credits, the works. She up on this bitch. Scarlet Witch. And she didn't accept it at first. She tried to try back. This is her own nightmare, but she kind of switched her nightmare up on her. And then my girl kind of be like, you know what? I might have just have power, but that's good. I just have power, and I got more power than you. And it seems like when my girl uses chaos energy, it may drain from her, but it eventually kind of revitalizes itself. So my girl don't ever run out of energy. I thought she was trying to make um, Agnes kind of pop. But it seems like Agnes just couldn't handle the chaos energy. No way, they're back. No, that wasn't it. My girl do smartness on her. She make the entire reality that she made into those ruins, which means Agnes couldn't do shit. And then she would Agnes back under those control, be like, next door neighbor, how you doing? We can see you later. We can have drinks on Friday, right? I was like, yeah, Swanda. <laughs> and she was even smiling at my girl today. And I was like, okay then. And I love watching this new outfit. I was like, yes, you're working for me. And uh, then was the next one. Uh, like, I just love this episode. Like, the battle had me sitting on the edge of my seat. I wish I had popcorn and juice for this thing. It was so good. Anyway, um, 
And then, let's see, so, I wanted my girl in seclusion reading a dog book, and all of a sudden she had her twins and I had be like, Mom, we need you help, so we know the boy's coming back. I don't know exactly how. Like, I know we have, like, the multiverse theory, and we have the dimensional theories, we have the parallel world theories. Is it, like, her kids from another world? Like, they contacting her? Are they contacting Wanda in their universe, but he ain't done in their universe, so my Wanda can come up in there? Like, it's very iffy, because, like, DC even doing the whole multiverse thing right now, so I'm trying to figure out if we, if Marvel's gonna do, like, the timeline thing, the multiverse thing, the parallel world thing, the dimension thing, is they just out in space? Is it possible that these exact sons, or at least these exact people, are actually already in our reality? They just weren't Wanda's parent, um, sons, but maybe, or maybe the fact that they had a copy of themselves inside her reality. Maybe, like, their memories got transferred over all along with their powers. Because I don't know how else the powers could, like, uh, she could hit them from I don't know where they is. Because unless they contact her through their powers or my girl looking through that dark world book and she could, like, Superman be listening on things from all over the flipping universe. Like, so many things. <sighs> And we technically are going to see Vision again. It's very possible she could, like, download her memories from that Vision into the other Vision that got reanimated in the proper reality. Be like, since you're not in my hex and you're not in my fake, the white Vision, she he got his memories. I don't know if he got his emotions back with his memories, but he got his memories. And does he still have that directive in his head? Because even he didn't realize that neither of us had a real vision, so the directive to me to kill his vision is only if us two combine, or maybe I take your stone, or you take my body, and it's either or the actual vision that was going through Schrodinger's cat theory and all the nonsense. So it was like, yeah, that's a lot. So what are you supposed to do? So, vision is kind of like an iffy topic, so... What is the white vision gonna do? Because all we saw is my boy got his memories. Now that we know if he get his emotions back with his memories, we know if he back to his original person. We know if he got off to find himself. We know if he gone to remove that, gone to stop to tell him to fix him the way he was in the first place. Remove that directive, put him back to the way he was, or at least put him in a standard state that he could deal with all this nonsense. Or maybe they'll get reunited again when Wanda joined to save her kids again. Or is her kids reaching through her reality because they had their own powers separating themselves, bringing themselves into the real reality, but that process is kind of iffy. Or maybe they just bounced over to somewhere else, whether it be a planet, a universe, a time a time zone, I don't know. But they call in Wanda from somewhere and be like, Mom, come, come now. Mama's voice. Be like, help. Anyway. So, I love WandaVision. Like, I can't tell y'all how much I love this. Like, I didn't think I love this show so much. I mean, like, I really do. I mean, this is this is my favorite episode. I mean, it was like an epic watching. I feel like I was sitting down in a movie theater watching one epic Wanda movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, I want more. Anyway, thank you for listening to my WandaVision after show for the finale. If you guys liked it, and my breakdown of what gone down, and like how the rest of the town hate Wanda now. So like I said, the sacrifice is kind of heavy, but it was a sacrifice nonetheless.
Thanks for listening. Be safe during this. And then I can run on. Go get your shots. Bye. Follow me at Queen of Regal on Twitter and Tanisha Fujibayashi on Instagram and Facebook. Bye.